The Brian Bailey Show is on the air. The Brian Bailey Show is powered by Greenville Utilities and also brought to you by The Angus Grill, Bostic Sug, Bojangles, East Coast Grading, Gavigan Insurance, Greenville Auto World, Papa John's, Greenville Utility Company, Pepsi, The Rick House, Taft Taft and Hagler, and Tiebreakers. And now, here's Brian Bailey. Okay, happy Monday, everybody. Welcome into our show as we kick off your football week. It's East Carolina and Appalachian State coming up on Saturday at 3.30. We're going to take a look back at the Marshall loss. East Carolina is 0-2. A lot of negativity out there right now, and obviously nobody wants to be 0-2, but one of the most positive people I know is safety's coach Trip Weaver. He's going to join us to talk pirate football, kind of dive into the Marshall loss, and then take a look ahead to Appalachian State. It's early in the football season. 0-2 for East Carolina. They hope to right the ship this week on the road in Boone. And we'll talk with Coach Weaver about that when the Brian Bailey Show continues on this Monday after this. The Rick House is Eastern North Carolina's premier American-styled restaurant and bar, and there's always something special happening at the Rick House. Join us for lunch. It's our two-for-20 lunch special during the week, and it's the perfect spot for that lunch business meeting. The Rick House celebrates the last Thursday of every month with a special wine tasting, and our buffet brunch is to die for. Follow the Rick House on Facebook for the latest schedule. The Rick House, American Provisions and Spirits, 710 Red Banks Road beside the bowling alley in Greenville. The Rick House. East Coast Grading and Utilities is your source for clearing, hauling dirt, and concrete work. East Coast Grading and Utilities handles all sewer and water issues as well. I'm David Vaughn. Whether you're putting in a new subdivision or helping you with any and all of your drainage problems, I can get the job done. Call me at 531-7494. No job is too big or too small. East Coast Grading and Utilities. Friends helping friends. 531-7494. For East Coast Grading and Utilities. Hey you. Yeah you. Have you heard? Greenville Auto World is under new ownership and is now part of the driveherenow.com network. driveherenow.com is run by local people who buy, service, detail, and sell everything directly to you. Greenville Auto World is now the fifth dealership to join the driveherenow.com network. Get car shopping today at driveherenow.com and choose a location near you. driveherenow.com, serving Eastern North Carolina for over 47 years and proud supporter of the Pirates. The Angus Grill is your premier spot for the best burgers, cheesesteaks, and brisket sandwiches around. Join us for our unmatched variety of burger combinations. From the mushroom bacon Swiss burger to the jalapeno popper burger to the original Angus Classic. Pair that burger with our amazing onion rings, tots, fries, or sweet potato fries. Angus Grill, with four amazing locations in eastern North Carolina, including Winterville near Pitt Community College, on Jarvis Street in Uptown Greenville, and on Statensburg Road near the hospital. It's the best burger around. Guaranteed. Hey, John, I I uh, see your new system's having issues already. Yeah, I used the other guy with an AC brand I've never heard of. You should have used Delcor, John. They install train. It's hard to stop a train. I know, but the other guy was cheaper. Cheaper isn't better, John. I know. I know. Don't use the other guy. Call Delcor. For a limited time, buy a new train system and pay 0% interest for 12 months. Visit Delcor.com for more details. Delcor, the service professionals. 
I'm Caleb Stroud, the founder of Stroud's Marine. I grew up on the water and I've loved boating my entire life. In 2012, I decided to give back to the marine community by creating a way for boaters to order pre-owned salvaged marine parts online. Stroud's Marine was born to offer incredible prices and unparalleled customer service. We stand behind every part we sell and our mission is to save you money and get you back on the water as quickly as possible. Visit StroudsMarine.com today for more information. Stroud's Marine, your best source for salvage outboard parts. This is Kim McNeil, head women's basketball coach at East Carolina University, and you're listening to Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities, providing reliable utility solutions to the Greenville region since 1905. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back. Pirates fall 31-13 for the second loss of the season, heading to Appalachian State coming up this weekend. Trip Weaver joins us from his office over at East Carolina. As we went to break, Trip, I said one of the most positive people I know is Trip Weaver, so we wanted to have you on to try to uh, get this thing righted. I know you guys are, are very upset with the the two losses obviously things didn't go the way you guys wanted it to in Michigan uh, the, th- the game against Marshall was such an odd game because I really thought defensively you guys played so well into the fourth quarter and then all of a sudden it got away from, from the Pirates but uh, still a lot of football to be played right? Yeah, absolutely uh, Brian appreciate you having me on uh, you know nah, nobody likes sitting here at, uh, at 0-2 and, and you got you know two options option number one is you complain about it option number two is you can go out there and you can work you know, your attitude always reflects your altitude. And uh, fortunately for us, we've got a good group of kids. Went out there on Sunday night, uh, started the App State prep, and then uh, obviously some corrections we had uh, versus Marshall. You know, those last eight minutes of that game uh, will probably haunt me the rest of my coaching career. But uh, <laughs> a good group of guys, good group of kids, and we're ready to get back out there. Well, we hope they doesn't haunt you the rest of your career. But it was just it was just one of those things. And I talked to Coach Houston after the game, uh, and, and he was saying that that flea flicker play, that double pass, that you guys knew about it, you guys worked on it at practice, you guys talked about it at halftime, talked about it during the, the weather delay, you knew it was coming, and you even talked about it the, right before it happened with some of the personnel on the field. It's just one of those things. Sometimes you have a young player out there that they don't quite understand what you think they understand, and it turned into a bust. And and that really, the floodgates opened after that, didn't it? Well, and, and you know, when you play a good team like like Marshall, you know, Coach Huff's done a very good job there. Uh, Coach Trickett, the offensive coordinator, and then Coach Seymour, the defensive coordinator. Um, I thought they had really, really nice game plans, both sides of the ball. Uh, it's unfortunate, you know, um, you know, players learn by experience. You know, it's like riding a bike. You know, you don't learn from watching somebody else ride a bike. So, uh, you know, those are scars that, unfortunately, these guys got to learn sometimes the hard way. Uh, you know, our jobs as coaches is to minimize uh, the opportunities for those scars to hit them. Uh, you know, but, uh, yeah, it was. You know, we knew it was coming. Uh, we have communicated it. Uh, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's easy to point fingers and blame. You know, everybody on that play has something they could have done better. Every coach has something they could have done better. Uh, so, you know, ready to move on from that one. And, and you know, that one play was, you know, what seemed to open the floodgates, but there was a lot more plays out there than just that one. So, you know, we got to do better as a team and, and get ready to roll this week versus a very, very good Appalachian State team. 
Yeah, it was kind of one of those weird deals. You know, I looked up, saw the football in the air, and I thought, oh, he's wide open. He goes in for the touchdown. But still, you're in a very close game. But it just seemed like that that one play kind of took the the sail out. You know, just took the wind out of the sail for the Pirates and uh, the two runs by a very good Marshall running back. Now he's very very talented. You held him in check most of the way. Uh, he got loose at least you know one time on the long run in that fourth quarter. But 31-13 was the final. You mentioned it as we started the show today the fact that the guys came back and, and you know what normally happens is is that the players bounce back from a disappointing loss faster than anyone I think it goes the players then maybe the coaches and then maybe the fans the fans are the last ones to to basically bounce back but you said the players came in fired up Sunday night right well you know what they did and uh you know even after the game they were fired up you know a couple of our team leaders you know had some things to say and you know it was encouraging to see those guys put action behind those words, you know, for uh, all the way up until the last eight minutes of that football game. You know, we, we, uh, we had managed to put ourselves in a position to be in the lead and, and uh, you know, really uh, field position-wise, you know, doing a good job controlling that and then, you know, obviously get hit with big plays. So, uh, you know, they came out Sunday and, and you know, I've seen teams that, that really uh, struggle getting back to work after a tough loss like that and then the one that really did, you know, it just got out of hand quickly. Um, and, and one that, you know, that's why I said it'll haunt me the rest of my career. I don't know that I've been a part of one uh, quite like that, uh, and I hope I don't go through many more or any more like that. Um, but, uh, yeah, the guys were great. They came back and worked hard. Uh, they definitely have a determination in their eye. I mean, you know, nobody uh, wanted that game to end the way that it did, but, uh, you know, there's nothing we can do about the past now. We can only focus on the future. As a defensive coach, when it's 13-10 and it's just a, a slobber knocker type of game, just lots of defense, I mean, how, how encouraging is that for you guys and how, how fired up were you, you know, going into that fourth quarter? Uh, you know, it, it is fun. You know, when uh, it, it, it's fun when you, when you go out there and play uh, statistically, you know, decently well on defense. But, you know, at the, at the end of the day, there's one stat that matters, and that's, that's to win. Uh, you know, so whether it's a – uh, a two to nothing game or it's a, a you know 51 to 50 game you know we have to find a way to be the best defense on the field that day uh and and credit to coach Huff and coach Seymour Marshall they were uh, the better defense on the field that day and uh you know we just got to focus on what we can do uh to help this team win not necessarily maybe how many points are on the board Trip Weaver joining us over at the East Carolina football offices today. Safety's coach under Mike Houston. Uh, Trip, talk about your uh, your career with Coach Houston a little bit before we dive into uh, the, the matchup with Appalachian State. I mean, this is a it's a situation where you, you hook up with Coach Houston and then you end up back at your alma mater with Coach Houston. It's kind of like a storybook. Cust, you know, it's just a not an ending, obviously, but you're get, just getting started. But still, it's like a storybook deal right there. Uh, you know what? Yeah, Coach Houston, uh, he, he's been great to me uh, in my career. Um, I actually played high school football for Coach Houston. Uh, was a graduate assistant up here uh, for Coach Ruff. Uh, me and Garrett Riley were in the, in the room together, and, and it popped up that, you know, Mike Houston was interviewing for the Citadel job. And, you know, Ruff walked down to my office and, and you know, wanted me to get some full-time experience and said, hey, what, you know, what do you, what do you think about this job? And I said, Coach, I'm, do you think it's a good job? I think it's a good job. And he said, well, send me uh, – Send me Coach Houston's number, and I sent it to him. And you know, uh, you know, Ruff ended up calling him for me. Uh, tried to meet up with him at the convention. Flight got delayed. Uh, you know, it was a big snowstorm up there in Indianapolis where the convention was at that year. So we actually didn't uh, get to get together uh, at the convention. He kind of called me talking about the job. And before he could say anything else, I said I took it and I drove down to Charleston the next day. 
Uh, you know, I don't know if he was really ready to offer it to me, but I wasn't going to let him backpedal out of that one. Uh, so we got going down there, had some good success. Uh, I went with him to James Madison, uh, really the, the only only coach from that staff that went there initially. Um, you know, so that was a great experience for me as you put together a, a staff and, and, and come into a new situation, you know, just valuable experience there. And, uh, you know, after that, I left and went to Western uh, Carolina, uh, ended up being named the defensive coordinator uh, about the time that, you know, Coach Houston uh, had, had gotten here uh, his first year. I was at Western, and then, uh, you know, he called me that second year. And, and I'll be honest with you, uh, B.B., if it was uh, anywhere other than East Carolina, you know, I was in a pretty good spot. But, uh, you know, it's, it's East Carolina, and, and you've got to find a way to get back when you can as a Pirate. So just extremely fortunate, uh, extremely blessed, uh, you know, really, really excited to be back here in Greenville, um, you know, and, and today probably a little more grateful than usual. Uh, you know, September 11th, you know, 2000. Uh, 977 people 22 years ago, you know, thought they were going to go wake up and, and pursue their dream. And unfortunately, they didn't get to after that day. So, uh, you know, today, just extremely, extremely grateful to be a part of this. Very well said. Trip Weaver joining us to talk pirate football. We're going to take a commercial break right now. We'll come back. We'll start looking at the Appalachian State game. ECU App State coming up at 3.30. Another, you know, we talked about the Marshall game being a good game. I think the App State game, man, that's, a, that's a great game for pirate football. I think a great game uh, for App State football. So we'll talk about that. Trip Weaver, our guest, back with more to get your football week kicked off on the Brian Bailey Show after this. Nation, this is Taylor from Fleet Feet, making sure you have the best and most comfortable shoes this tailgate season. Locally owned and operated by EC alums Chris and Kendra Lunyon, Fleet Feet of Greenville provides solutions through one-on-one services to runners, walkers, and everyone in between. Fleet Feet has the tools and technology to get you in the right shoes, including a 3D foot scanner that measures arch height, width, and more. Come see us at 207 East Arlington Boulevard in the old Gordon's Golf and Ski location. Fleet Feet, we run for you. Looking for a hometown service in a hometown atmosphere? Look no further than G.W. Walker & Sons in downtown Washington. Randy and Carolyn Walker will work with you to make your home renovations come to life. At G.W. Walker & Sons, we offer a wide selection of flooring for your home, office, church, or school, along with expert installation. Stop by G.W. Walker & Sons at 203 West Main Street in downtown Washington, and let's start making those dreams come true. G.W. Walker & Sons, serving Eastern North Carolina since 1946. Go Pirates! Are you having a hard time participating in the activities you love due to pain? Well, then you need a good stretch or perhaps a massage. At Bodies and Balance, they offer massage therapy, assisted stretching, and Graston techniques to help provide solutions. With years of experience, the team at Bodies and Balance can create a stretch or massage program that is right for you. Mention Pirate Radio to get your first free stretch and your first massage for only $1 per minute. Call 916-4530 to get on the schedule, or you can visit them online at Bodies and Balance. Balance.com. Blue cheese 42! Blue cheese 42! Hot garlic! Hot garlic! Loaded waffle fries! Loaded waffle fries! Said wings over! Delay of order on the offense. Don't hesitate to make your order. Order today by going online at wingsover.com or by calling 758-9464. Wingsover Greenville has over 20 flavors to choose from, including the all-new Fire Buffalo. And be sure to try the cheesy chicken loaded nachos. So don't delay. Order today. Wings Over. They deliver. You're listening to Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. 
You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities. Community-owned, community-powered. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back on this Monday, East Carolina and Appalachian State. 3.30 kickoff coming up on Saturday as the Pirates make the trip to Boone. Trip Weaver joins us to preview the matchup. This is an old-fashioned uh, type of game because the Pirates are going to bust a Boone. That's going to be a little different, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, you know, uh, obviously the, the, the travel time is, is not, you know, far enough really to go out there and, and, and fly. And then I think also, you know, uh, as far as the airport goes, I don't know that you can fly directly into Boone. So uh, we'll bust down there. I think the team's actually going to stay in Hickory, North Carolina the night before the game. Um, you know, so looking forward to getting down there uh, on Friday night. Get these boys ready to play. Taking your questions or comments on our Facebook live feed for Trip Weaver, if you have anything, uh, we've got several people watching us right there. As far as that goes, uh, Trip, when you look at this uh, this team from uh, Appalachian State, obviously in their opener they stumbled around a little bit in that game, finally beating Gardner Webb forty five twenty four. And it's a Gardner Webb team you guys will see coming up uh, next week, uh, and then the double overtime game with North Carolina. And you know because you've played against the Tar Heels and, and, and battled them, how badly I'm sure App State wanted to pull that game out uh but they fell in two overtimes what have you seen from this team so far yeah you know when you when you turn on the tape uh what, what you find bb is a, is a very uh, uh old team and, and you know you go back to last year they, they got wins against texas a&m and, and have these huge wins and then you know maybe a loss that that you know they weren't happy with and they end the season six and six um but one thing coach clark has been able to do there is uh, going on his fourth season is They've recruited and retained. So last year was a year of uh, you know more younger guys, and now all those guys are older. Uh, and for them, you know, it all starts in their run game. Uh, Coach Ponce is back as the offensive coordinator. He was the same coordinator uh, that we went down and played in Charlotte in 2021. Uh, took off to Miami for a little bit, and then came back uh, to Appalachian State. And, and, and Coach Ponce, it, it starts their offensive line in the run game. You know, Isaiah Helms, uh, their center is a young man that actually we recruited at Western Carolina when I was there. Uh, he transferred to App State after, you know, choosing them over uh, multiple Big 12 offers and, and ACC offers. And, and you know, he kind of anchors that at the center position uh, and, and, and helps a team that rushes for 183 yards a game. Uh, Nate Noel is a, a guy that, you know, our guys will remember from uh, when we played him in 21. He was a, a freshman then, and now he's a junior. He's averaging 121 yards per game. I mean, he is uh, – He's the real deal, um, you know, and uh, on top of the rushing game, they throw for 261 yards a game and they scored 39 and a half points a game. Uh, so, you know, big challenge ahead for us, uh, but older, very disciplined football team, uh, play the game the right way, you know, hard, physical. Uh, and then, you know, again, Coach Clark and those guys doing a really good job. Coach Houston said the other night that uh, it's a matchup b- between East Carolina and App State, with East Carolina having a team much like they had in 21, still trying to find themselves. Obviously, that was the opener. Pirates fell in that game 33-19. That was the game at uh, in Charlotte uh, at the Panthers, home of the Panthers, Bank of America. See, it's a matchup, too. This time, you know, the Pirates trying to find themselves. But as you said, this App State team's a little bit older, uh, more of a veteran squad. And really, you know, you look at, at, at a team like this I mean you, you're going to have to you're going to have to find some wrinkles to, to be able to to make a difference aren't you yeah you are and uh and, and you know part of this scheme and, and what coach Ponce does so well is is they never show you the same look twice you know so it's not one of those teams that's going to line up in this formation and run this play and you know it's coming now they will hide that formation motion and shift and get to it eventually and then run that play but but your players have to be able to to decipher and 
and, and kind of uh, go through all the nuances of, of getting lined up and recognizing what they're seeing. Uh, and another thing they do a really, really good job of is they win first down. You know, they don't have a lot of negative plays on first down. Um, you know, they have a, a quarterback uh, that came in who has not been sacked. I don't know if you remember North Carolina sacked South Carolina nine times. They didn't record a single sack against these guys last year. So just doing a really, really good job staying ahead of the chains. Uh, you know, obviously you got to try to win first down as a defense, get them in some second and long situations. Uh, but, you know, they make it tough to do and a uh, very, very well-coached team. And I would think, Tripp, that, that this is an App State team that really really wants to beat an East Carolina team, kind of the same reason they wanted to beat a North Carolina team, because I think maybe App State's got that little chip on their shoulder. They do. Uh, they got a, a great tradition, uh, you know, uh, growing up in the western part of the state. I've, I've received a bunch of texts, and, 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 you know, you can fact-check me on this, but I've got people telling me the – Winning percentage, you know, up there in Boone for them is over 70% all time. Um, you know, so they, they do have the chip on the shoulder. They play that way. Uh, it's a place that winning is, is kind of instilled in their culture. And every time those guys step on the field, they believe they can win. Uh, and they show that as they go out there and they play. And, uh, you know, you lose your starting quarterback, 36 snaps into the Garden Web game. Uh, the backup, uh, Joey Aguilar, comes in. He's a junior college transfer uh, from California. Um, you know, comes in his very first play, he throws a touchdown. And it's actually uh, the exact same formation uh, that they at State had scored their first touchdown on us uh, in 2021. I think it was like the 34-yard line, right hash, about 6.50 on the clock. But anyways, he, uh, you know, so comes in and lights a fire under them. Sixth inning, he's thrown six touchdowns, one interception. Uh, the one interception was kind of a, uh, just kind of a bonehead throw. You know, he doesn't put the ball in danger very much and, and you know, when you can plug and play a quarterback in and still have as much success as they had, it really shows you the culture of that team. East Carolina and Appalachian State, 3.30 kickoff coming up on Saturday. When you look at, at your ball club and your room in that safeties room, take us through what you guys saw on the, on the film. What were some of the things that you really liked about what you guys did and what were some of the things you got to work on? Uh, well, I really, you know, there's always things you can work on. And, and you know, as coaches, you know, unfortunately, we, we focus on that probably more than we do the good. You know, the cut-up is not made of the good plays that we watch. The cut-up is made of the ones that, you know, we can do a better job of. Uh, I thought overall we, we tackled really well. The one tackle that we did miss, uh, Tegan on the sideline with Ali, ended up being, you know, their longest uh, pass play of the half. Um, and, and, you know, it was a six-yard hitch route. We missed a tackle on the sideline. He goes down the sideline. And, and really just kind of flip that field position right there. So I think, obviously, our tackling needs to improve a little bit. Um, I, I did think that, you know, we fit the run well and, and, and kind of closed the middle of the field at times uh, when, when the route concepts allowed us to, uh, just to kind of limit some big plays in the passing game. Um, you know, so just uh, really pleased with how they played. Uh, you know, a lot of these guys are, are special teams contributors, too. Uh, you know, that is something that, that I do feel has been a, a strength for us. Uh, really, in the first two games, I think our special teams have done a really, really nice job. Uh, the guys in my room, we take a lot of pride in being a big part of that. So, um, you know, I think we can work on, on tackling. I think we can work on uh, maybe some pre-snap disguises, uh, not just showing what we're in to try to help some other guys out. Um, but, you know, really, really fortunate to coach the guys I coach. they got great attitudes and, and give great effort. 
And that's got to mean a lot too. Whenever, you, especially after a tough loss, when you come back in the room, I mean, you know, it, it's a family situation. The guys come in the room; they're not, you know, they're not excited about losing a game like that. You guys aren't excited about losing a game like that. And but you know, if there's two ways to go about it, as you said, you know, you can you can dwell on it, pout about it, or you can go back to work. And it sounds like everybody pretty much went back to work and and really wants to to right this ship. Uh, when you look at, at some of the other things defensively, you know, especially through three quarters how, how pleased were you with that effort uh you know you're we were pleased I, I still think uh you know in that first half you know I, I know it was was 10 points but uh you know really a lot of those points shouldn't have been on the board you know we had some some penalties uh some that you know kind of happened you know some that you know you get the report back from the referees and they say they were wrong and then, and then you just had some bonehead penalties and then we've got to clean those up uh you know we pride ourselves in being one of the least penalized teams in the country. Uh, and right now we are not upholding that. So, you know, even though it was 10 points, there's things we need to work on from the penalty standpoint, because it really should have been, you know, less than that going into the half. So kind of, like I said before, I know, uh, you know, you, you, a lot of people focused on the, the positives. You know, the, the tough part about coaching is you, you always think about those negatives and how you could have been better. I was going to bring it up later on, but I'll bring it up now. How frustrating is it when you have to put together a list of missed calls and then you get the note back from the NCAA or the Officials Association and they say, yeah, this one, this one, this one, this one. Because there was a pass interference call that I watched in person. It was right beside me. And that it just never happened. It, it just that was I don't know what the guy saw. Did you remember that play? Uh, yeah, yeah, that was actually on uh, one of my guys, Jordan Huff. Uh, that was one of the ones that got sent back. But you know, the like I said, I, I coach great young men, and uh, you know, our rule is you get a penalty, you run after practice on Sunday. So you know what? He lined up, and I told him they said it was wrong, and he said, "Coach, I'm still going to run." And you know, we go down there and, and we bust their tail for penalties on Sunday night, and you know, we're not the uh, excuse making business and they called it you know it's automatic first down and and we just got to continue to coach up technique and do a better job you know even if they admit they were wrong you know what happened in the game so we got to make sure that happens that that play was so wrong i if if i could actually make a difference i would volunteer to run for that young man because that was that was just brutal and it's one of those things sometimes you see something and you you go did i see that right and then you have to look at the replay to make sure that what you saw was what you saw and i'm telling you i don't know where you know whether he just saw the tail end of it and saw an arm flail or something and decided to throw a penalty but that was that was one of the most bizarre interference calls i think i've seen in, in a long long time but I, I agree with you you know it, it was called it happens you can't you know cry over spilled milk i, I get all that but that young man and i'm glad he, he decided to run because that shows you the character of the young man that, that he's going to do that but that was just uh just an awful awful call were there were there many others i think uh, michigan obviously there was a bunch but were there many others that, that got called back that uh, they said they, they they were sorry but uh they blew it uh you know there there, there was a uh there was, there was one holding call on a on a long run, uh, you know, that directly impacted the play that that they had come back and said that, you know, that was that was a, a, a missed call right there. But then other than that, I think that was about it. Um, you know, the the thing is though, with with humans involved, there's always going to be human error. You know, a lot of these are not uh, uh, allowed to be replayed, um, and and you know, uh, it's just it's just kind of one of one of those parts of the games. You know, and if you if you play the game the right way, hopefully you can get in situations where where those won't dictate the outcome of the game. You know, after you look at the final score right there, I don't I don't know that it necessarily did. You know, by how much we lost, so we gotta we gotta focus on 
you know, getting those 18 points off the board and, and not so much on the penalties uh, uh, or, or what shouldn't have been penalties. Uh, but you know what? They did a pretty good job throughout the day. Uh, they did call some penalties on us that were, were realistic and, and cost us drives and, and cost us first downs and points. And, and you know, we got to get those correct. Yeah, and that's one of the things we've seen with the Mike Houston football team, that, that this is a team that's usually very disciplined and does not commit a lot of silly penalties. And so I think that that's something. And, and when you hear Coach Houston talk about, you know, the, the, there are fixable items, there are things we can fix, I think that's one of the big ones, isn't it? That is, you know, and that was, uh, you know, one of the first things when, when we had our uh, our staff meeting, you know, early Sunday morning, is, is, you know, he he sits down and, and from a, a head coach's perspective kind of lays out things that, that he needs the staff to correct or work on, get better at, and, and that was near the top of the list. And, uh, you know, we, we can't have those penalties and, and just, you know, self-inflicted wounds. You know, this game is hard enough as it is. As a defensive guy, you know, I think the rules are made for offenses a lot of times. And, and you know, we can't shoot ourselves in the foot, so to speak. Uh, so, yeah, that was that's one of the big things he harps on, and he holds us accountable for it. He holds the kids accountable for it. And, uh, and that's why, you know, it's very uncharacteristic to see a team of his uh, being penalized like we are right now. So we got to get that under control. Trip Weaver joining us. We're going to take another commercial break right now, and we're going to come back. We'll wrap things up with Coach Weaver. We promise we get him out of here in about 40 minutes or so. So we'll come back and we'll uh, finish that up. We'll talk NFL football. There was a big one last night on that uh, I kind of enjoyed. We'll talk about that a little bit. Opening day in the NFL is always a fun time. Back to wrap it up with Coach Weaver after this. Attention athletes and fans, Tiebreakers is looking for all-stars. Do you know an athlete who made a game-winning play, scored an amazing touchdown, or hit a huge home run? We're scouting Eastern North Carolina for this month's most outstanding athlete. Go to tiebreakersathlete.com to nominate your favorite player for the prestigious Athlete of the Month Award. Tiebreakers, shining a light on the athletes that make Eastern North Carolina proud. Submit your nomination now at tiebreakersathlete.com. It's hard to forget how hot it gets around here in the summer. Remember, the hotter it is outside, the harder your AC has to work to keep it cool inside. And the more energy it uses to keep you cool, the higher your utility bill will be. Your neighbors at GUC have tips to help you reduce your energy use, such as using fans to cool you down inside and cooking outside when you can in the summer. For more tips, go to GUC.com and look for ways to save. Papa John's new garlic epic stuffed crust pizza is the pizza inspired by our biggest fans with that garlic flavor you all love. Get it on it with it. Get the new garlic epic stuffed crust pizza for $13.99 only at Papa John's. Hey, Pirate fans, Papa John's is the MVP move for game day or any day. Place your order online at PapaJohns.com and sign up for Papa Rewards. Papa John's, better ingredients, better pizza. Go Pirates! The time to save is now during Bostick Sug Furniture's incredible Labor Day savings event. Low, low prices on in-stock furniture and mattresses ready for immediate delivery. Look for hot buy savings store-wide on Lazy Boy recliners, sofas, and sectionals. Experience your best sleep and save 
on a comfortable new mattress. Plus, get up to 60 months special financing. It's the biggest sale of the season with the lowest prices of the season. The Labor Day Savings Event. On now at Bostick Sug Furniture. It's bow time. Chicken or biscuits? That's an impossible choice. How can you decide between Bojangles' perfectly crispy, boldly seasoned chicken or their fluffy, made-from-scratch buttermilk biscuits? Well, the good news is you don't have to. With a Cajun chicken filet biscuit, you get the best of both worlds. An all-white meat chicken breast marinated with a bold blend of seasonings and served up on a fluffy, golden buttermilk biscuit. When it comes to real-deal southern flavor, there's no reason you can't have it all. Order a Cajun chicken filet biscuit today. It's bow time. Here at Brown and Wood with Jeff Stein. Jeff, I've noticed a lot of great GMC pickup trucks on the lot. Yes, sir. We have 2500s and 1500s in stock and the all-new 3.0 Duramax diesel. We earned 30 extra trucks on allocation, so go online, brownandwood.com, or stop in, build your truck. We'll get it coming for you. Brown and Wood, voted number one by the customer in Greenville. Four brands, three generations, two rooftops, and one goal to make sure you leave a happy customer. Pirate Radio. It's important to me that we're able to connect the past, the tradition of East Carolina football, our current roster, and the future of what this program is going to be. The voice of the Pirate Nation. You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities. Community-owned utilities mean local control, low rates, and high reliability. Now, back to the show. All right, Pirates heading up to Boone this week. Kid Brewer Stadium, East Carolina, Appalachian State, 3.30 kickoff. The game will be available on ESPN+. Uh, Trip, what do you know about Kid Brewer Stadium? Have you had a chance to coach there? Uh, you know what? I have. Uh, you know, looking forward to it. I think it's a... Uh uh, uh, one of those very uh, kind of eclectic college towns that uh, has a great fan following. Um, you know, uh, nothing's going to beat Dowdy Sickland Stadium, but uh, but I bet it's going to be a pretty good atmosphere, and, and I know our guys are excited to go play in it. I was thinking it'd be really nice to go maybe, what, mid-October when the leaves are changing and that kind of thing. Be really, I'm sure it's beautiful anyway, but I think that would be the, uh, yeah. the, the idea situation. I'm, I'm, yeah, I think the high is uh, 67 on game day. So uh, for the Pirate fans making the trip, I think that's going to be a welcome sign that we don't have to have a, uh, a heat plan or, or whatever J.J. and those guys had to do uh, <laughs> last week. So they should, should feel a little bit better. Than I haven't heard that. 67. I may have to wear a beanie or something. That's, that's That sounds like cold weather to me right now. Trip Weaver, the safeties coach at East Carolina, joining us as we get you set for East Carolina and Appalachian State. Take us through your uh, schedule this week, Coach. You guys worked out Sunday night. Uh, guys have off today, right? And then they get back to work. Tuesday and Wednesday are your big days. Yep, so we'll uh, we'll actually get to see the guys a little bit today. Uh, you know, quick academic meetings um, and then talk with them a little bit, make sure everything's, you know, going well off the field. Uh, Tuesday they'll get in here. Uh, you know, that's our, our heavy work day, padded practice. Uh, you know, you'll get about an uh, hour, hour and a half of film in before you go hit the field. Uh, they'll already have their scouting reports in hand uh, by tonight uh, so they can kind of dive into them. You know, coaches are able to make cut-ups and, and they can watch them on their phones to kind of give them a head start. Uh, so we'll go Tuesday. It'll be a lot of normal down stuff, first and second down, uh, kind of getting their base plays uh, installed. Go into Wednesday, a uh, very, very similar day in terms of the guys as far as meetings go, uh, watching the last practice. Uh, we'll jump into some more uh, third down uh, kind of red zone situations also uh, just to try to get these guys ready, you know, for, for those kind of situations that are a little bit different than the normal down stuff. Um, after that Thursday, uh, we come in and it's a uh, – Helmeted practice, uh, still full speed flying around, but we try to take some of the, the physical toll off of their bodies. 
Uh, we'll also put together the uh, script so it's, you know, a uh, full drive. I mean, going to the red zone, you have all the third downs, you have all the backed ups. Uh, we'll put the trick plays in there. We'll, we'll do all that. Uh, and then Friday, you'll go out and walk through and then uh, get on the bus, grab your Chick-fil-A sandwich, and, and head down to Hickory, North Carolina before we go uh, to Boone on Saturday. And then Friday night, uh, you know, we meet until about 9 o'clock at night uh, with the guys, whether it's walkthroughs, position meetings, or side of the ball meetings. Um, so, you know, it's a pretty busy schedule. It, it comes at you fast. It's like uh, drinking through a fire hose. But uh, once Saturday kicks off, hopefully everybody's ready to roll. On a Friday night when you guys do all your meetings and everything, how much are you able to keep up with the high school ranks and some of your recruiting responsibilities and that kind of thing? Yeah, so I'll tell you what, Scott Gasper and those guys do a really, really good job. Him and uh, Jared Reed, uh, who, who's his assistant in there, uh, and, and, and Shank also kind of dwells in that a little bit. Uh, they keep us updated with stats and scores and, and, and you know, kind of tell us how the guys are doing. So we'll give them a call, shoot them a text after their game is done. Uh, we do try to uh, keep up with it uh, while also preparing our guys. So it's, you know, when you got your downtime, you're texting your recruits. And then when you're not texting your recruits, you're coaching your kids. So, uh, but they do a really, really good job of helping us with that. You know, last week I was able to go out on the road uh, and see a local high school football game with the uh, commit we have. And, uh, you know, that, that's always good to get out when you can. Yeah, how much fun is it when you get a chance to get out there and, and go to a high school game? You know, it's great. It's, uh, it's, it's a fun time to go out there. And, and there's, you know, Friday night lights are awesome. And especially getting, you know, some of these, these smaller towns with great traditions and everything else. You know, I truly enjoy it. Um, you know, whether it's going out there to, to uh, high school football games out of state or ones in state or, you know, even the, the junior college football games. You know, you love to see the guys out there playing for love of the game. And, and there's really just nothing like it. It's, it, it's great to see. All right, let's dive into this uh, game with uh, Appalachian State before we let you go. What has to happen defensively for East Carolina to have success on defense against this Mountaineer team? Yeah, first thing you got to do is, uh, you know, we, we have to do a great job of, of managing their run game so they don't get in second and medium uh, and third and short situations. You know, if we allow them to do that, uh, you know, it's going to be tough to get off the football field and, and, and give our offense good field position and, and not play 90 plays and, and, and get our guys tired. Uh, you know, you talk about their running game. We already talked about Nate Noel earlier, uh, who's a guy that's returned. He's a junior this year, uh, electric. I mean, he's a dynamic guy, uh, NFL caliber uh, running back. And, you know, his backup is Mikael Haywood, which uh, Pirate fans will probably remember. Uh, he's the one that returned the 98-yard kickoff uh, for a touchdown. We went up to Annapolis and beat Navy. Uh, he's a Navy transfer. Uh, so, you know, when you have a quality backup like that, you got a great one-two punch. Um, you know, very, very good in the run game. The offensive line, their three interior linemen are all six-year seniors, you know, with the COVID year. Uh, so very, very strong. It's going to be hard to confuse them. They're able to pass things off, uh, you know, very disciplined in the tracks that they run. Uh, so I think we got to win first down. we got to do that. You know, on top of that, uh, we have to manage the big plays in the secondary. Uh, you know, you look uh, at who they got. Deshaun Davis went for 117 yards. Uh, as a receiver versus uh, Carolina. And, you know, that was a career high for him. And he ran by him. He ran around him. And, you know, Carolina's got some pretty good players out there uh, that have speed also. So really, really dynamic guy. Uh, Christian Horn is another guy. He led him in receiving last year. Uh, didn't get as many snaps versus uh, North Carolina as he did versus Gardner-Webb. But he was a guy that, you know, was 18 yards a catch. Uh, he was third in the Sun Belt last season. Uh, he is a, a big-time, big-time guy. Um, and then, you know, 85% of his targets came on vertical passing games. So we have to be aware for him. Uh, and then, you know, they do have some wrinkle stuff they do, uh, 
with Mylon Tucker, number zero. That he has his own little package of plays, uh, a lot like Deshaun Davis. He is a a electric home run run threat every time he touches the ball. Um, and then lastly, you know, we got to find a way to to impact this quarterback. Like I said, you know, uh, these guys have have not allowed. You know, Joey Aguilar has not been sacked. You know, App State's given up two sacks on the year, but Joey Aguilar has not been sacked. You know, he keeps his eyes down the field. Uh, great pocket presence, very smart when he gets rid of the ball. Uh, a lot of timing routes if the play's not there. He's not going to force it. Uh, but you know what? He will throw that ball down the field. Uh, Coach Ponce has always been that way. You know, when he calls a vertical pass, you know, he expects that quarterback to lay it out there for those guys. Uh, so, you know, like I said, to recap, got to win first down, manage the run game, uh, got to stop the explosive plays from their dynamic receivers. And then we got to find a way to uh, impact that quarterback and affect him in the pocket. And in trying to impact the quarterback, does that mean maybe a blitz or two, or maybe a, a package there? Yeah, well, you know, we call we call uh, uh, Coach Harold the captain of chaos. You know, he's the yeah. them from everywhere. So, uh, you know, we'll dial some new things up, and uh, you know, we'll uh, unleash them on Saturday for everybody to see. Sounds good. Trip Weaver joining us, safeties coach at East Carolina. Coach, thanks so much for your time today. I know you're busy, 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 but uh, we certainly appreciate it. Uh, enjoy your friendship, and uh, can't wait to get on that bus and head to Hickory on Friday. Brian, I appreciate you, brother. Let me know if I can do anything for you. All right, buddy. Trip Weaver joining us, the safeties coach at East Carolina. Pirates trail the all-time series with Appalachian State 20-12, to and East Carolina is an eight-and-a-half-point underdog coming up on Saturday, 3.30 kickoff on ESPN+. And, of course, the Bud Light pregame tailgate kicks off here at 11.30 a.m. right here on Pirate Radio. We'll take a commercial break right now. We'll come back. We'll share some thoughts on the NFL, wrap things up, that kind of thing, after this. Hey, Miles, isn't it amazing to think our family has been distributing soft drinks since 1923? It certainly is, Landon. And with that comes a lot of change. But what hasn't changed is our dedication and commitment to our customers. I'm Miles Menjis. And I'm Landon Menjis with Menjis Bottling Group. Our family has taken great pride in refreshing our neighbors, and we are proud to have remained locally owned and operated for over a century. From our family to yours, we say thank you and are honored to be a part of this wonderful community. Here's to 100 as we celebrate our employees and our customers all over East North Carolina. From generations before us and to future generations. Cheers to the next 100 years. Cheers to the next 100 years. Greetings, friends of Eastern North Carolina. If you're looking for a great place to work with competitive pay and a multitude of advancement opportunities, Pitt County Schools is hiring. We employ over 3,500 people, and we're one of the largest employers in Pitt County. We are currently seeking teachers, bus drivers, school nutrition personnel, facility staff, custodians, clerical staff, and more. We offer advanced leadership opportunities for our educators and competitive pay for our skilled labor force. If you want to be part of a thriving school system that focuses on educating students, growing our employees, and promoting positive mental and physical health initiatives, we encourage you to become a part of our Pitt County Schools family to help ensure success for the future of Eastern North Carolina. To fill out an application, visit our website today at pittschools.org. That's pittschools.org. And remember, education is truly a team effort. Pitt County Schools, live and lead. 
Be sure to check out David Price Construction for all of your commercial or custom residential renovation and building needs. Run by ECU alumni, David Price Construction specializes in commercial projects, maintenance on facilities, and large-scale residential renovations and additions. Proud to be voted the Remodeler of the Year by the Home Builders Association of Raleigh-Wake County in 2018 and Best Business Commercial Remodel Project winner for 2020. David Price Construction, the proud ECU Home Services partner. Familia is your go-to spot for the best Italian dishes around, including pizzas, pastas, salads, and homemade desserts. That's Familia. Enjoy half-off wine night on Wednesdays, $3 drafts on Thursdays, or get a pizza of the week for just 12 bucks. That's Familia. Place your order online or call 689-6330, and Familia will have your order ready in their drive-thru window for pickup. That's Familia. Clip, really? Oh, sorry. Familia on Fire Tower Road in Winterville near Pitt Community College. This is Mike Houston, head football coach at East Carolina University, and you're listening to Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities, working for our community, not for shareholders. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back to our show on this Monday, kicking off your football week. East Carolina and Appalachian State, 3.30 kickoff, ESPN Plus on Saturday from Boone. As Coach Trip Weaver said, the Pirates will bus, I believe the bus leaves at 12.30, if I'm not mistaken, on Friday, and we'll head to Hickory, North Carolina. Pirates will spend the night in Hickory before busing over to Boone on Saturday morning they will not do a walkthrough they did do a walkthrough for michigan in the big house but uh, normally uh, most teams don't do a walkthrough and the pirates are exactly the same as far as that goes I want to thank trip weaver for being on with us and i want to get him off because they had some meetings to go to so we got a little time to talk about the uh, national football league from sunday and that was a uh, i tell you I, I guess i'm still a little boy at heart but i just enjoy watching all the games all the teams watching all the players i mean there's so many different you know storylines all over the place what Tua did for miami uh and thankfully he didn't get a concussion uh just just you know some of the other stuff that, that went on the commanders i thought you guys were in trouble for a little bit there clip rock but uh as you said stay in my lane don't worry about your team worry about my team <laughs> And then the Cowboys playing on Sunday night. And I didn't even watch your team. How'd they do this one? Well, they, they struggled through, but they, they did all right. <laughs> I was shocked that the Giants looked that bad. I don't I don't care who they were playing. The Giants looked like they weren't prepared at all, and it looked like you know, a train wreck for the Giants. I mean, I, I, they've got a lot, of, a lot of work to do. The Cowboys defense, I think, is going to be good. I think the Cowboy offense can be okay, can be, can be good at times, but I think the Cowboys, if they're going to win games, and, and I agree, you know, it's funny because people always say like like well you know they, they might win 12 how are they going to do the playoffs I agree you know if you can win 13 or 14 games it doesn't matter you got to play well in the playoffs and I think that's where the the Pirates that's where the Cowboys have to figure things out and, and get rolling so but it was it was a fun first night it, uh, yeah it was a great week one and you had your I talked about this on Friday when we made our picks you're going to have some wacky scores and outcomes and a few of those were Baker Mayfield and the Bucks yeah. beating the Vikings, uh, the blowout in uh, in Cleveland, Cincinnati. That was that was crazy. And then, uh, I mean, the way the 49ers beat the Steelers was surprising. I, I picked Pittsburgh. I thought it'd be a close game. The way the 
49ers just that, That's one of those games I thought Pittsburgh would pull out somehow. Yeah, that they or would, at least keep it close. Yeah, they know. would hang around and they would pull it out because they're at home. And Mike Tomlin's Mike Tomlin. You know, I have a lot of respect for him. And I just thought, yeah, I thought the same thing. I thought that was one of those games that, that the Steelers would be able to do. But they, they they did not do anything in that game. Poor Bears fans. They're, oh. uh, the Packers' reign of terror looks like it's going to continue I mean, <laughs> for another four decades. That was that was that was awful too, and that was the game of the week on Fox. I think. Yeah. Did you? Uh, you were you were tiebreakers, right? You yeah, watched, I watched yeah. Uh, Washington there. So so things were pretty normal there as far as Directv still has the businesses for for all yeah, those. We had TV. every game rocking and rolling because it's a lot different now with YouTube TV. I, I don't. I'm not a fan with uh, the what's, Sunday what's Sunday different? ticket. Well. What they do is is you have to go in and everything everywhere you look that you're going to watch the game at. So I've got I had an iPad out, I had two TVs out, I was playing around, I had my laptop. I'm just trying to just mess around, hang around, watch what I can watch. But you have to have you have to verify where you're watching from because they take away those games and like Directv, you could still kind of watch those games on like the four you know the, the four game deal or the eight game deal. You could still see like a square of, of the game that's being shown in your area they take all of that all of that stuff out from youtube tv they do let you watch it some on the um the red zone channel it will pop up on the red zone channel but i thought it was it was different and i didn't like having to get into the app to watch a game and then to watch the local game get out of the app and go back and i I just think that you know they they need to make some improvements with some of that plus i couldn't get a a freebie from direct tv this time i had to pay had to pay full price so that's even that's even worse but uh yeah it was it was was a lot it was a lot different i thought but uh, i I certainly enjoyed it i just enjoy sunday afternoons um watching all the games and seeing how the drama plays out there weren't any great you know endings but there usually usually are a couple of great endings well the dolphins chargers was awesome yeah that, that was uh crazy last night so and, and man i loved going home after i loved the the bar atmosphere with all the games and the fans and the hooting and hollering uh but i did love going home for the four o'clock game sit in my chair and just turn on red zone and throwing my remote away and they take care of the red well, they do that yeah. red zone is so awesome yeah the red zone is is really cool kenny curlings is watching he says how about them cowboys you knew kenny curlings is going to say that on the show today but uh hey, you yeah. don't win the, they don't hand out the lombardi trophy that's exactly right it's hey September. i'm telling you I, i'm 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 right there with you i'm telling you you have to play well in the playoffs for me to be a dallas cowboy believer right now go back to the uh the bud light uh not the tailgate but the um the postgame show what was uh what was the mood like after the game the other night Take a, take a stab. Well, I knew what it was. That was one of those questions you ask. You already uh, know the answer. It was, uh, first of all, it was one of our longest ever. I think, I we think went like I, I three did. and a half hours. I finished up at Channel 9 with some of the stuff I had to do, and I was riding home, and you guys were still on. And I thought, man, you guys, with that weather delay, you guys were on yeah. forever. And here's the deal. I mean, we have a... We have our commercial breaks we need we have to take, but really the show goes on as long as the people are calling in. That's how we set it up. And sometimes be careful what you wish for because yeah. people kept calling in, so... Uh, we appreciate everybody being, you know, into it and 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 calling in. But uh, yeah, Bailey, a lot of complaints the other night because uh, right now you have an offense that just can't move the football. If not for a a turnover by Marshall, we wouldn't have a touchdown this season. 
right? Probably so. Yeah, yeah we had a two-yard touchdown. You know, and the biggest play they like was Garcia's fifty-seven-yard run. Yeah, and that did not result in a touchdown. So yeah, I mean, yeah, it's 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 unfortunate they they haven't you know figured out how to how to get that thing in the end zone. And I'm not sure what the answer is at quarterback. I'm not sure. You know, I've I've heard different theories. Hey, you know, let Mason go as long as he can go, or, or put Alex in, let him go as long as he can go, or play both of them see who's hot I, I just you know it's kind of you kind of at a loss for words but obviously they haven't figured it out yet and uh, i think that that's what that's what they're going back to the drawing board for as far as the quarterback position is concerned and trying to figure out what's happening right now and and see if they can get a spark and it's a tough decision but they get paid a lot to make those tough decisions right but i, I I would like. I would say after what I've seen so far, give Flynn the ball against App State, see what he can do. But what if he does struggle? Then you have to go back to Mason, and his confidence is shot because you just started Flynn. So it is a mess right now. It is. Yeah, uh, it's a tough spot. I, I don't. I think if you do, I, I think Mason is mature enough that he would understand that that he hasn't gotten the job done like they need him to get yeah. it done. And I think Alex can go in. And if then Alex did struggle, he goes back in. I still, I still go by that theory that one of these days that light's going to go off. I mean, it's just, it's just going to happen. But it, it obviously hasn't happened yet. I was. Uh, you talked about that. Was it pregame or somewhere? Man, I don't man. know. But after that long run, Chandler and I are going crazy. And I'm looking at Chandler. And I'm going, wake up. Wake up! The light's on. That's the light right there. That's the light. Mason's out there celebrating. I'm like, all right, this is it. This is it right here. Yeah. And then they went uh, three plays and kicked a field goal. Yeah. When they, and, and I was excited for a second. When wake I, up. And then on the fumble recovery, when they had the ball down to the three yard line, that was the first pass I think that Mason's thrown with some zip on it. When he rolled out and he zipped it into Shane Calhoun for the touchdown. I mean, he he put a little little pepper on that one. Well, it was a short pass. I, mean, yeah. I could have put Pepper on that one, but, but but still, I mean, I just think that we're seeing a lot of. If you watch the way, you know, I've tried to watch him throw the football, and it just doesn't seem like he's back there just ripping it. It's, it's almost like he's trying to guide it sometimes, and he's too, too talented to do that. It's just it's uh, it's been brutal, man. And uh, App State, see what they did this weekend. Obviously, hanging with North Carolina. I, I from people that follow it say this is not a vintage real solid app state team but we saw what they did the other night so yeah uh, there are reasons that's and i think favorite. we i think we can see anything and everything in this game i mean i think we could see the pirates go out there i really thought defensively for three quarters they were really really good i i thought i thought i mean this is what mike houston wants to do with a team like this his offense is, is struggling a little bit but his defense is playing well enough to win the football game and they're gonna win this game 13 10 or 16 10 or whatever it ends up being but that uh when they threw that that double pass that little flea flicker i mean it was uh it, it almost like everybody just kind of went oh yeah and i think the back in the back of the minds was like I don't know if we can score well, to when win the game. You're down by four points. Right. That's exactly what I'm thinking. Yeah. Can we score a touchdown? It, it feels insurmountable at this point. Yeah, that's exactly right. All right, you want to take one more break, and then we'll get out of here? So yep. You got one loaded up. All right, let's take a final commercial break. We'll come back. We'll wrap up this edition of the Brian Bailey Show on this Monday after this. Hey. 
Hey, Miles, isn't it amazing to think our family has been distributing soft drinks since 1923? It certainly is, Landon. And with that comes a lot of change. But what hasn't changed is our dedication and commitment to our customers. I'm Miles Menges. And I'm Landon Menges with Menges Bottling Group. Our family has taken great pride in refreshing our neighbors, and we are proud to have remained locally owned and operated for over a century. From our family to yours, we say thank you and are honored to be a part of this wonderful community. Here's to 100 as we celebrate our employees and our customers all over East North Carolina. From generations before us and to future generations. Cheers to the next 100 years. Cheers to the next 100 years. Greetings, friends of Eastern North Carolina. If you're looking for a great place to work with competitive pay and a multitude of advancement opportunities, Pitt County Schools is hiring. We employ over 3,500 people, and we're one of the largest employers in Pitt County. We are currently seeking teachers, bus drivers, school nutrition personnel, facility staff, custodians, clerical staff, and more. We offer advanced leadership opportunities for our educators and competitive pay for our skilled labor force. If you want to be part of a thriving school system that focuses on educating students, growing our employees, and promoting positive mental and physical health initiatives, we encourage you to become a part of our Pitt County Schools family to help ensure success for the future of Eastern North Carolina. To fill out an application, visit our website today at pittschools.org. That's pittschools.org. And remember, education is truly a team effort. Pitt County Schools, live and lead. Be sure to check out David Price Construction for all of your commercial or custom residential renovation and building needs. Run by ECU alumni, David Price Construction specializes in commercial projects, maintenance on facilities, and large-scale residential renovations and additions. Proud to be voted the Remodeler of the Year by the Home Builders Association of Raleigh-Wake County in 2018 and Best Business Commercial Remodel Project winner for 2020. David Price Construction, the proud ECU Home Services Partner. Familia is your go-to spot for the best Italian dishes around, including pizzas, pastas, salads, and homemade desserts. That's Familia. Enjoy half-off wine night on Wednesdays, $3 drafts on Thursdays, or get a pizza of the week for just 12 bucks. That's Familia. Place your order online or call 689-6330, and Familia will have your order ready in their drive through window for pickup. That's Familia. Clip, really? Oh, sorry. Familia on Fire Tower Road in Winterville near Pitt Community College. This is Dale Murphy, two-time National League MVP and number three with the Atlanta Braves. And you're listening to Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities, working for our community, not for shareholders. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back as we wrap up this edition of The Brian Bailey Show. East Carolina, Appalachian State coming up on Saturday. Again, a 3.30 kickoff on ESPN+. Plus. Join us here on Pirate Radio for the Bud Light pregame tailgate, which kicks off at 11.30 a.m. It's going to be another great day of football. Obviously, the Pirates are 0-2 on the season. Hope it's an even better day if they can get a victory at Appalachian State. Great place to play at Kid Brewer Stadium. 
in Boone, North Carolina. As we said earlier, the Pirates will bus out of Greenville coming up around 12.30 on Friday. They will bus to Hickory, North Carolina, spend the night in Hickory, and then they will uh, make the trip to Boone for Pirate football, East Carolina and Appalachian State. That's our show for this Monday. Have yourself a great sports week, and we'll see you back here next week right here on The Brian Bailey Show. This has been The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities, and also brought to you by The Angus Grill, Bostic Sug, Bojangles, East Coast Grading, Gavigan Insurance, Greenville Auto World, Papa John's, Greenville Utility Company, Pepsi, The Rick House, Taft Taft and Hagler, and Tiebreakers. Join us next week for another edition of The Brian Bailey Show, right here on Pirate Radio 93.3.